previously on Partnership Vision Podcast. So we came up with 10 different points that were warning signs that I exhibited once Sean moved me back. Going on to point number five, sudden change in interests and identifying by it. After, you know, being with my abductor, I mean, he was all about Harley and, you know, he was all about riding his bike and going places on it. And he just really, from the get-go, pushed that interest on me and made it mine. And, you know, by making himself into like a savior of sorts, the natural response is going to be like your savior. Would I have really just sought out martial arts on my own? No. But he put in my head that I wanted to become a master at it just like him. Veni, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. To add on one more thing to what Sean was saying about being the baddest of the bad and, you know, being competitive and whatnot, that was another thing that how my abductor would try to keep me in the mindset of becoming a master and keep training and whatnot, even though my interest in it was waning, he would push me that much harder to stay in it because that was one of his ways of controlling me is to say that, oh, well, there's always going to be somebody up and coming that's going to be more trained than you so you need to train every single day and stay up stay up on your game because if you don't use it you lose it which i mean that he misused that phrase and he used it to its advantage and so i was stuck in that mentality and and after i moved back my granny would actually tell me something on a few occasions she wouldn't you know bombard me with it but i didn't understand it at the time now i do unfortunately i didn't know what she meant at the time what she was trying to do but she would always tell me was hey if you can defend yourself and you know the basics then you, you really you don't need to stay in that you really know enough you just need to be able to defend yourself you don't need to, to know everything and I would always tell her I was like well yeah well but there will always be somebody you know bigger and badder out there and I need to keep training to make sure I stay bigger and badder and be the bigger fish which was parroting exactly what he was telling you again the brainwashing exactly so what I wasn't getting at the time, what she was actually trying to do there was to subtly wake me up from the martial arts brainwashing or even just from the brainwashing itself in her own special way because I think she knew that any negative or forceful measures wouldn't get through to me. Because basically when it comes to this kind of stuff and you know, someone like my captor is trying to control me knowing that I don't react well to anger, that I don't know how to take it, and that it really cuts through me and messes with my head. Because when it comes to these kinds of people that try to control others, they use forceful measures, they use negativity, you know, either turning you against someone like your family, as my abductor did. Any negative and forceful things done by said people is only going to concrete what he's been putting in your mind. It's only going to make your resolve that much stronger. 
Plus there's like a certain like level of load, you know, pain tolerance of how much can you stand having a negative voice in your life. And when that person is the person that you're putting up the most negativity from basically, contrary to what you would think, it makes you less patient with anybody else seeming negative. Cause it's like, you're already getting more than you can take. Like you're already kind of trying to be in denial about how negative he really is. And now here's somebody else trying to put more you know, negativity on you, trying to put more weight on you than you're already carrying all the time. So it actually makes you more quick to kind of just shut stuff down and shut it out because you can't stand more than is already coming at you. You know, your mind's already overburdened with the way you're being forced like that. Yeah, the automatic reaction is to push off and just get out of there one way or another, whether it's in a physical manner or in a figurative one mentally checking out yeah mentally checking out and so granny knew more than she would ever put on on a lot of things she was (laughs) very very wise and very compassionately stealthy if that makes sense and on another note on the whole you know you you have to keep training every day or else kind of thing was another way of my captor keeping me under his control i would need him to continue to teach me all this stuff very closely and very regularly and plus i was learning his self-made system along with a traditional system but of course with his self-created system i would have to have the actual person so he had me on the ropes for that if he just get me hooked on it and really completely in his control with it And one way that he would actually do that is anytime I wanted to do one of my original workouts that I did before he took me, he would always push me to do the martial arts stuff. He's like, he would always make it out to be, oh, you'll, you'll get much more of a workout by doing your forms and your attack drills and defense drills and all these other things. That's enough exercise right there. You don't need all these, those other things. And I'm like, well, why can't I use some of my old workouts too? And he would just kind of brush it off in some sort of dismissive, non-explanatory way. Exactly. Because he didn't have an answer because he had an agenda. And I'll, I'll get into more into that kind of point here in a minute about diet and exercise. And that ties into another part of this whole point of sudden changes in interests. Because before he took me, I was very much into working out and I was eating as healthy as I possibly could. I was in the habit of working out five days a week and really portioning everything I ate and was very aware of what I was putting into myself and drinking enough water and basically drinking only water and just making sure I was the healthiest I could be because in high school, I mean, granted, I wasn't obese, but I was well overweight. I carried it well. You couldn't really tell, but I wasn't happy. I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel like the way I should feel. And so after high school and when I finally had time to take care of myself better because they really kept us busy, I started up my own regimen and I was happy. I felt so much better working out and eating healthy and nothing was going to take me off of that. I would go to different measures of making sure that even if I hadn't worked out until like 10 p.m. at 10.30, I was I was going to have my workout done or, or, t- or 11 o'clock, depending on which workout it was. I was dedicated. And it was a big self-image boost for you because first of all, you saw that you could do that, that you were capable of that and you had that discipline. And then second of all, 
you know, you had purpose about what you're doing with your life. And then third of all, you now felt better about, you know, how you looked and how you felt, you know. So all those things were a confidence booster and became, you know, a good foundation for having a good self-image. Exactly. And and the way I, I lost the weight was healthy. And it was more of a game for me because it all started, you know, I was bored during the summer. And I was like, you know what, we have a treadmill. I'm going to go run a couple of miles or whatever I can manage. And it just became a game as like, oh, okay, this is starting to fit looser. Oh, okay, let's keep this up. Well, what, what more can I do? It was exciting. And then people were starting to notice and I was starting to notice. And before you know it, I needed a whole new wardrobe and it felt amazing. And so that was automatically one of the things he needed to break because like Sean was saying, I had a much higher self image than I ever had before. I was down to a size four and I was healthy at a size four. And I had maintained it for a while and without a problem. And so basically he would start putting things in my path that were unhealthy and well don't you want this or don't you want that oh it's it's late at night and whatnot let's go get uh, ice cream or something it's just like he would and then you know first thing in the morning i'm gonna get a mountain dew you want some and then he'd end up giving me the whole thing or just basically subtly in his way putting more and more sugar and junk food in my system and he would never cook rarely would ever cook so we were eating fast food all the time so it's literally like he was almost fattening you up, like fattening up an animal. Exactly. And at first, I was still trying to keep up with my routines and whatnot. But with all of his spontaneous, you know, jumping in, hey, let's go do this or, oh, we got to do that or whatever. He broke down my habits. And before you knew it, I went from a size four to a size 14. I literally went up 10 sizes. I was weighing in about 200 pounds. And granted, I've always been muscular. I'm more of an endomorph build. And so I carry weight well because it's evenly distributed. But with being an endomorph, you gain fat fast and you gain muscle fast. And it depends on which wolf you're feeding. And he was making sure he was feeding the fat, fatty, <laughs> the fatty wolf. <laughs> 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 and so my body image went way down you know I all my I outgrew all of my clothes all the nice clothes that I had gotten you know at least a year prior and now he's buying my clothes he's he's replacing that's the beginning of where he was replacing my clothing the stuff that other people bought me to where the more things he surrounded me with the more I had to think about him and realize he's so provided for me so much. And, and then plus there's things that was his style and what he wanted you to wear rather than things that really would have been your taste and what you would have wanted. So once again, pushing out your own personality, pushing out your own choices, your own style. Exactly. And instead of having, I wore a lot of black granite, yes. But at that point of my life, I was actually branching out into some color, but he got rid of the color with more browns and earthy tones that I never would have gotten myself. Along with more provocative clothing that he basically incrementally got more provocative. And down the road when I was actually moved out and my mom ended up buying me a watch before he could, he got mad. He got very obviously furious 
at the time I, I didn't understand why I'm like well it's nice that you really wanted to buy me that but it's okay mom got me one and I really like it so what's the deal and of course he could never answer that other than oh well I wanted to buy you one and you try to kind of you know swing it to I wanted to do something so nice for you and guilt trip me so I was feeling guilty that I got a new watch that wasn't from him that's that was his goal which is, you know, a sign of narcissism, too. You know, someone like that, that everything has to be centered on them and around them. Everything has to make you think about them. Everything, they basically want to be worshipped. Whatever doesn't make them the center of your attention, the center of your worship, becomes an offense, becomes something that is competing for the affection and the attention and everything that they think they should get from you. Very big red flag, very big sign of somebody who's a brainwasher or manipulator or both. And all that even strung out to my music choices. He actually tried to get me out of being very much into U2, which I had been into for, goodness, five, six years prior. And he was like, well, that was the music you were into when you were basically imprisoned. And now you need new music to be more freer with or something, some bogus reason like that. And I, I, even at the time, I was like, what the heck, man? What are you, what are you talking about? And it's like, I love you too. Why do I need to pick somebody else new? And then before you know it, he kept saying that enough. And I was like, well, maybe I, maybe I like this other band. You know, maybe I like Journey more. And then, and of course, he was like, well, you can't like Journey. My ex-wife was in a Journey and the, I've got memories with that. And it's just like, well, I have always liked Journey. I've never been just majorly into them, but I like Journey. So it's just like, even to another degree, taking it that much further, of, yeah, you need to be in somebody else, but not that somebody else. You know, not to keep getting too much off point, but one other thing that I don't think I've, I've mentioned before in other episodes is that even my word choices, he tried to change. Um, like, I don't know why, but one of my kind of catchphrases, unofficial catchphrases back in the day, and maybe still is, who knows, but... I'd always be like, oh, well, that's interesting, you know, and <laughs> I could basically applies to a lot of things. And he'd always tell me, well, stop saying interesting. That's what my my wife says, blah, 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 blah. And that was at the time when they were still married. And different words that I would normally say, he would make me replace with something else, which does go with the whole verbiage point that we talked about prior. Yeah, and all this, I mean, as you're getting this picture even right now of like just all the various ways that he tried to change what she did on a daily basis, those are signs of brainwashing because it's like stamping out a person's identity, stamping out what they've chosen for themselves. I mean, yeah, using a word like interesting or liking to listen to YouTube or things like that aren't necessarily what makes up a person's identity, but by taking power over their own choices and what they've wanted for their life and what they've liked and disliked by hijacking and trying to alter their values and their likes and dislikes, you are getting to their identity because you are telling them that they can't want what they want. They've got to want what you want. They have to start thinking in a different way to please you rather than thinking just according to what's in their own nature, you know, what's according to their own desires. So yeah, ultimately it's not those things that make you a person that make you unique and individual. Anybody can choose to like or dislike you too, you know, on their own accord. But 
forcibly changing someone else's interests or opinions or undermining somebody else's opinions and likes and dislikes to try to get them in a different way is subversive and is a part of brainwashing. The more things I can disassociate you from in your own life that you have chosen for yourself, leaving you more as a blank sheet, leaving you more as a void, which I can fill with the things that are me and are about me and centered on what I want in your life and how I want you to think. So it's brainwashing you know, 101, like it's the extent when you see it happening in somebody's life, or if you see someone trying to do it in your life, they're trying to make you a different person. They're trying to make you their slave. Their robot to do all their bidding. This podcast is a part of our ministry partnership vision, which is dedicated to youth and young adults who are in need of support, wisdom, or healing so that they can live their best life with the people they're meant to be a part of. You can help support us by sharing our show with others directly, posting about us or reposting on social media, or by donating to us financially through our donorbox.org link, which you can find in the description for this episode. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear?